Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Happy fucking Leo season. I can't believe it's finally here. Like, this cancer season has been rough, bro. Yeah. No, uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every year, like you're like, oh, it's going to be a great cancer season. And then it's just like, no, I hate cancer <laughs> season. I've never liked cancer season ever. I don't hate it because I do like the sign of cancer. And I do because, um, you know, cancer is my mercurial sign. So I'm I vibe with it. Um, I like the whole sea witch vibe. I like the whole mermaid thing that they have going on. Um, but Every time I have high hopes for cancer season. And then every single time I'm an emotional mess every time. So yeah, I still hate cancer season. That's fine. Always happy. I'm not, I'm not going to blame cancer season, but I'm just going to say that I'm happy it's Leo season because I'm ready to shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our time. We're going to fucking flame. We're going to fucking flame flamethrowers. <laughs> Starting out Leo season right with a scammer too. It's our third scammer. It's been a lot of scammers just report and block and just know we have one account. Just one account. And one we, account on Instagram. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And we thank you all a lot for telling us and letting us know. And yeah, it's, but fuck these scammers. Fuck them. Yeah. Don't give people your, your information, your money, like, Courtney and I would never DM people for a reading and say that Grand Rising horseshit, you know? I don't call anyone love. Like a lot of these scammers. Beloved. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> that had me in a choke hold. That had me on the floor. I, I was like, beloved? Excuse me? Like, we don't talk like that. <laughs> no. That's the clearly, thing too. Like, clearly they don't listen to us. No, these people like... <laughs> these people impersonate and then like don't even try and like act like the person they're impersonating but like at the same time instagram won't do anything about it so fuck instagram but anyway oh my god but you know what since we're talking about our business this is perfect interview that we have today that's talking about business oh so good oh my god we have a treat we do have a treat a delicious like rice crispy treat for you a delicious treat. We're today we're talking to Kaylin Blair and Val Mull. And these two people are just they're absolutely incredible. Val's company is called Starseed Astro. Kaylin's company is called AOK Resumes and Career Coaching. And we've been connected with these two for a little while. Um, Val has come into our life more recently through Kaylin, and they're just both like incredible human beings. Kaylin is my astrological twin. We have the same sun, moon, and rising sign, which is just so validating and beautiful. It's just like a juicy, juicy fruit, you know, so juicy. Um, But yeah, these two are beautiful. They have an awesome collab coming up. So you're going to want to listen to this whole episode in full. And you're just going to want to listen to this whole episode in full because like the amount of information that these two give us and give all of you, it's going to propel you guys. It propelled us. That's perfectly said. Let's just get into the interview. Let's go. Kaylin and Val, welcome to the fucking podcast. Hell yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Queens. We're super excited. Yes. Woo! We are so excited to have you on with us today and to head off the conversation. Can you please share with our audience who you both are, what you do, and a bit about your spiritual practice? I'll kick it off for us. Hello, hello. My name is Kaylin Blair. I am owner, founder, a resume writer, and career coach with AOK Resumes and Career Coaching. I am currently located in Massachusetts. I spent the last year, five years in Colorado, and I have just moved back. So I'm very much getting acclimated to my new space, currently recording from my new home office. And this is also going to be my witchy area, where the literal magic will happen. So the biggest pillar of my spiritual practice even amidst the transitions has been my gratitude and manifestation practice where I keep a gratitude journal where I write down three things I'm grateful for every day. And then I manifest 
my desires, my um, dreams to come into fruition as if they've already happened in the present and or past tense so that I can really utilize the law of attraction and draw to me what is exactly meant for me. So that's been really nice to have even in the midst of transition. And then once I'm more settled, I'll have my cards to pull. I have moon cards, angel cards, tarot cards. Um, Val and I love a good card pull together and, and things like that. Ooh, ooh, fire, fire, fire. Hell yeah. Val, go ahead. Yeah, my name is Val. I run Starside Astro on Instagram and I am a practicing astrologer part-time. Um, daytime, I am a hearing aid provider. So I help people that are hard of hearing. And um, generally my spiritual practice daily is really working with the planets and trying to establish good relations with each of the planets. Um, I have an altar, which I work with regularly every morning. I try to light a candle and try to recite hymns and things to court the planet of the day. And um, if there's specific transits in the sky, I like to communicate with those planets that are activated. And um, really, that's just a grounding practice for me. It's really easy for me to get swept up in the craziness of day-to-day -day living and just the state of the world. So it's really just... Uh, my spirituality is very much a grounding practice for me and it relates to my mental health and all of those things as well. So that's what I'm trying to uh, live my life as and help people in that light as well. Hell yeah, that was beautiful, you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I love the I love the dynamics and the dimensions you both bring to the table. And, and speaking of that, um, you have both introduced yourselves. Thank you, beautiful. Let's talk about the very exciting collaboration you have planned and how your stars align to work with each other. Yes, um, so we have a collaboration that is officially available. Um, we host cosmic career coaching for people who are looking for clarity and direction in their career aspect of living. Um, we look at the chart, their natal chart, um, and then we also combine their goals and what they've got going and where they want to be. Kay comes in with a lot of the career aspects and the career um, possibilities. And I come in to kind of clarify what their natal placements are, what their gifts are, what some tools they could use are. And it can, it can really take a lot of directions and a lot of turns just based on the conversation we have with the client. But yeah, we're just here to kind of clarify and use the cosmic wisdom to help people find their direction. That's really beautiful. Cosmic wisdom. I love that. I really like mm -hmm. that term. I feel like that is something that we tap into almost every day when we're using, well, the energies of the week and towards our divination practices and just thinking about what planets are ruling us that day and what we're tapping into. I like to, it's a funny story. I like to use a whole bunch of different colored cups in the morning for my morning coffee. So like Mondays, I'll use like a lighter color, like a gray or like a white color for the moon. Tuesdays, red for Mars. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, I like tap into a little bit more of a bluish green type color. So I, I like to, to I grab, love that. Yeah, I like to go for like color associations that have things to do with the planets as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. It's a little witchy tidbit. Yeah, I go for the underwear. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm like, nice. okay, you know, Thursday is like a royal blue. Friday is green. Saturday is black. Sunday Love is it. yellow. <laughs> I literally only have black underwear, so maybe I need to clean that up. Like, I mean, I don't also like, same. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what other black? But also, we didn't talk about this yet, but how did the two of you meet and what made yeah. you this collab? Yeah, good question. So Val is one of my all-time BFFs out in Colorado. I'm so grateful to have connected and to have met. We met through mutual friends. Um, I don't, I don't remember when we first met Val. That's awful. I just remember you being like around and doing things with our like couples of the era. Um, and then one day we were like, mm, we don't really need these boys to hang out. Let's just do our own thing. And we had the most magical day together one-on-one. -on -one. Like I will always remember that. We pulled tarot cards, like 
the robot vacuum in my house started coming out of nowhere. There were knives falling in my kitchen. There were sparkles places where there should not have been sparkles. Like we were calling in some spirits during a really powerful tarot reading that really shifted um, a big life transition and trajectory for me at that time. And I attribute a huge component of that to Val. So I think that there's always been some kind of infusion of magic and power and empowerment and spirituality that just naturally comes out of us when we are together. And then that served as a huge pillar of our friendship and making it an effort to hang out and to do card pulls and to talk about astrology. She's read my astrological charts. Um, we're both big fans of Chani Nichols and her book, You Were Born for This. So exploring that together was really phenomenal. And how that kind of relates to what we're doing now. So I kind of career coached myself to learn to embrace a bit more of the magic in my professional practice. I think that they are two separate worlds too often of the time based on the constructs of society. And they really don't have to be. We all have such deep sense of intuitive wisdom, especially as women. And I think it's dumb that that is stomped out of us to exist in the corporate world. And it doesn't have to be like that. So also in working with Val as the career coach and me just kind of naturally comes out in our friendship conversations, helping her realize like, yo, you can take astrology seriously. Like you can make a career out of this. And once we both reached that point, it just made perfect sense to infuse both of our strengths into this offering, which is in alignment with our values and with our dreams to help other people find that same sense of alignment and what they're doing too. And I have nothing but excitement and good vibes and positive energy about this moving forward. Like I am jazzed that we are offering cosmic career coaching officially. I'm jazzed too. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ear to ear. Can you see it? Just the whole time you were talking. Oh I, my God. You guys. When was, when was the, like, you've never heard of this before. Like I've never heard. Right. Or you don't see any other businesses and why not bring two besties together and do what they love to do and make a fucking like, fireball i mean sean look at us yeah right literally yeah it's yeah beautiful. i love hearing that people have never heard of it before because it makes so much sense to me nice. i'm surprised yeah. that people haven't been doing this yet but yeah. here we are offering it and um, yeah i think it's really useful for a lot of people yeah it's, it's so necessary i think and i want to like kind of tell a little tiny story and Courtney and I've actually talked about this on the cast before so listeners might recognize me talking about this but I wanted to talk about like intuition kind of going back what Kaylin said about like intuition in the workplace um and using like you know kind of like tapping into those cosmic energies essentially I've always obviously I'm pretty intuitive person but I've always also put that into my corporate work as well so I kind of like have been able to anticipate people's needs in certain ways, which has kind of led me to be able to behave uh, very efficiently in a fast paced environment, which I guess is a positive. But, um, you know, I've always been like super attuned to how people act in also in this, this corporate environment. And I think like that's something that maybe our generation is also very attuned to as well as we're entering their workforce. Um, and I've always been a little bit sensitive when it comes to the way people speak to me. Um, so I've had to develop a harder skin. And recently in my last job, I had um, an account manager that was actually very abrasive. Um, I wouldn't essentially call her unkind because I don't think she was trying to be unkind, but she was very abrasive, very offensive. And I would have conversations after the fact with my manager about it. And I would say, you know, I would tell her everything that would happen between this account manager and I, and she would say, well, Sean, why didn't you come to me about this? And I would say to her, well, honestly, I felt like I was being too sensitive and I felt like I was taking offense when I shouldn't know, when I should have just let it roll off my back or, or kind of ignored it. And I think that that like ties into this like concept of like intuition and introducing that into like the corporate sphere of trying to anticipate people's needs, trying to be in tune, but at the same time dealing with these personalities that makes you feel like you're just sensory overload and to being too sensitive. And you're right, Kaylin, it is where our stomped uh, in the workplace, we're st stomped out of us to be intuitive, essentially, especially with women in the workplace. So just thought that was an interesting tidbit that I had. And when I had had that conversation with my manager, she essentially said to me, um, 
you will always be told that you're being too sensitive because you're a female in this corporate world and you are not being too sensitive. If something bothers you. That means it was wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and you need to bring it up and you need to speak up for yourself. And I was like, well, I will never let anybody steamroll over me ever again. So I learned from validation from another woman to be more intuitive, to be more sensitive. And yeah. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with, um, feeling that sensitivity, um, we definitely should not be like stomping that out of ourselves, but there is a way for us to feel it in that way and also create boundaries for ourselves. And I think culturally, um, regardless of gender, we, we have this, um, kind of like people pleasing thing that we've been indoctrinated into. And we're constantly being told to like, do the right thing and shut up or, do, Mm -hmm. do your job and shut up. And it's like, no, like I'm a whole ass person with a range of emotions and I'm not leaving my emotions at my home and then coming to work. That's unhealthy. And we can communicate like full grown ass adults. Absolutely. Isn't that in like the real world too? I mean, what, how many times, like when you're being sensitive, like as a woman or even like who, whatever gender, they tell you like, stop being so sensitive. Like you're being too sensitive. But then when like, you're actually expressing your feelings and maybe you come off a little too strong, you're a bitch. So like, what (laughs) is the medium for that in any situation? Yeah. I'm like head nodding through this whole conversation. It is (laughs) so hard to find that medium and to self-advocate in the workplace because it's true. You're too sensitive. You're too abrasive. Like there's no kind of happy medium to just exist in the professional without being too much of something or too little of something. And like Val said too, as a social construct, that is so archaic and outdated. And I do agree with you, Sean. I do believe it's younger generations. I believe it's millennials and Gen Z that are mm-hmm. going to actually make the positive improvements in the workplace that we need so mm-hmm. that it's not so rigid so that we don't have to change who we are just to fit a job description and a company culture office environment where we don't even want to be. And I think that with that positive shift, we're going to start to create some level of professional culture where we can just exist peacefully, where we can prioritize our lives, our emotions, our feelings, our entire beings, and understand that work is a piece of it, but we don't change entirely who we are just to fit work. I think we're done with that. Agree. And we're moving away from that. I don't even know. I'm snapping. And when I say golf, (laughs) golf snap, (laughs) it's fine. I mean, this is a perfect way to also get into the next question. Tell us about when you both started giving yourselves permission to live your dreams. It's not easy to leave the stability of a nine to five and work with your passions or split your time between what makes you money and what makes you happy, which is so true. And Kaylin, honestly, Mm -hmm. your reels that you've been posting recently, when you're really expressing like, I'm doing what I want to do now. I'm making my work into my, like, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful to see that on social media. And it is. it really is. And our question, like, how can we take bigger steps toward work-life balance? Yeah. I mean, for me, really prioritizing, I have a lot of stamina for my passions, but it is severely diminished as soon as it hits. Um, as soon as I, I meet a wall when I am demanded 40 plus hours a week of uh, any work. And so for me, it really has been being forthright about the fact with my employer, my employers that I can only give you this much. I'm only prepared to give you X amount of days a week and being prepared to be rejected for that. Like I know that I will be okay. And I know that I need to prioritize time to fulfill myself because I do experience burnout at a 40 plus hour day job or week job. Like, and knowing that about myself, like, I know I'm going to be a shithead if I have, if I'm being forced to work full time, like I just, and it's, I've done that. I've been there. How many times have I done that and been there and proved the same thing over and over again? Like, I'm just not that person. And I need time and space to keep myself grounded and keep myself busy with the things that I love to do. Um, And I know it's not easy for everybody. That's a very privileged thing for me to say, because a lot of people are maintaining, you know, 80 hours or 60 hours a week, just making ends meet, which is extremely fucked up. And we don't have to go into like societal conversations right now. But uh, for me in the position that I'm in, I am willing to be broke as fuck in order to have peace of mind. And that's just something that I know about myself. 
and I've oh, been yeah. very forthright about. So strong, Val. Wow. Courtney, I'm literally honored about your comment on my reels. Like this month in particular, I think this is the one way that cancer season has actually helped me has been to show up vulnerably, unauthentically, and truly not give a shit about what is going to be perceived. And, oh, I might lose followers or I might not sign someone as a client because then I know that that person would not have ever been meant to work with me and it wouldn't have been fruitful versus the people like you all who have stuck <laughs> around and really appreciated all the different components of my journey that I'm finally starting to share unapologetically. Um, so that just, it means a lot to me. It has not been an easy journey by any means. Um, I've been the person working three jobs while in grad school, trying to just kind of survive without much time to thrive. Um, right when grad school ended is when the pandemic started. So I think we've all been in survival mode for quite some time and just remembering that we don't have to feel guilty to enjoy some components of life or that's what's actually going to help us be able to thrive. So I'm a huge advocate for take the PTO if you have it, if you're in a job that supports it. And if you have like schedule and location independence, like I do now to take advantage of it and to go where you need to go and do what you need to do to bring yourself some joy and just trust that the work and the money will come. Um, that's where my manifestation practice comes in a lot too. I focus a lot on money manifestation and understanding that like where I put my energy is where I will see the abundance and the rewards of that and really trusting the universe. And as a girl with a capital T trauma, it is a very hard to trust the universe. <laughs> so that has been a really important learning practice for me to go forward. And I, and I've had to career coach myself in different chapters of do I need to leave this job or this job isn't trauma or toxic related, but there's still a lot of red flags and I'm still feeling burnt out. Like what's the issue here? And finally being honest with myself on those issues is what led me to the decision to leave my nine to five job around this time last year, actually, and to pursue AOK resumes full time. Um, I also do teach online Spanish classes on the side, which has always been a helpful kind of background source of income doing something else that I love. Um, both of my degrees and backgrounds are in Spanish. So that means a lot to me to be able to do. And then knowing that I have the rest of my time and energy to focus on work that I give a shit about and that I know is helping other people get out of their shitty and toxic job situations that they can live their brightest life to. It's like the circle of life for me over here. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Everything that both of you guys said, I just got out of like two top, well, I'm going to be honest, like all of my jobs have been toxic ever since I got out of college. And I talked to so many, like, I don't know if you guys ever talked to like your parents about like their job progressional journeys or like your, you know, your older family members, older, you know, just peers or anything like that. I talked to my mom a lot about like how much I hated every single one of my jobs. And she's <laughs> flabbergasted because she has always been able to have jobs that, uh, fulfill her and I'm so happy for her that she has found nothing but fulfillment from her jobs like she has always been happy and she's liked every single one of her jobs and I'm always like that's amazing like I'm so happy for you and I wish I had that you know and I'm finally at a place where um, I went from toxic jobs right out of college um, bounced to from New York bounced to a job in Philly um, where I thought it was going to be less toxic, but it ended up being extremely toxic. Yeah. And then I find it was, it was awful. I finally got out of that job into another job that was kind of like, it was a different, um, a bit of a different industry, but like aligned with the last industry. And that was like the worst job I've ever had. I was working 16 hour days, you know, and then I'm in my current job, which is the finally a job that I actually like. I left my last job um, in April and I'm finally, I finally found a job that I actually like. It's busy as hell. And I feel like I'm getting nothing done this week because meeting, 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 but I still feel like I can actually have this sense of work-life balance that we're all talking about and we're all trying to achieve, you know, like I can walk away from my computer during the day and someone's not going to be DMing me, DMing me, DMing me, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I know that I worked manifestations and spells into my job, into my work and into every job that I've gotten. But it's funny because like, you don't always know what you're getting into with that capital T trauma, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I have, I have two thoughts. One of which is that there's a huge generational difference in what our parents and older generations have experienced yeah. in the job market versus what we are going through right now. Like the yeah. idea of company loyalty is dead. There is literally no benefit in staying with a company for a longer period of time. 
They're not taking care of you. They're not paying you enough. And chances are when other people quit or go on maternity leave or get promoted to a different position, you're taking on their responsibility. So then you're doing the job of two or three people. Like no wonder we are burnt out and traumatized and sad and like thirsty for literally anything else. And then my other thought, something that my, one of my career coaches said to me when I was in grad school, he's a gem. He said that if your job did not burn you out, you wouldn't even need the idea of work-life balance. You wouldn't need your life to balance you because your job is depleting you. You would just exist in a healthy harmony. Wouldn't that be nice? Amazing. Manufactured. (laughs) That shit is manufactured. Oh my God. And like one of the huge thing too, like generations, but also like since COVID, since the beginning of the pandemic, we have truly realized mental health is mm-hmm. number one for everything, Paramount. for anything that is it. And after even realizing, like, I lived in, like, I mean, Sean, you worked in New York. I lived in New York. I was fucking on the grind, like, do every single day, ev- like, every hour of the day, not getting the sleep. Then during COVID, realizing, wait, I don't need to do that anymore. I I can think about myself and really know like, oh no, no, no. Like, this is what I want. I don't need to fucking do that anymore. And like, especially now we still need to realize COVID is still happening. So much shit is happening in this world right now. Monkeypox. Monkeypox. We need to take care of ourselves <laughs> and monkeypox. It's so, it's, it's, it's horrendous. And you know, it's, it's interesting, Kaylin, you talked about manifestations and that is, a great segue into our next question, talking about manifestations, career path, and aligning our moves with our charts. A big part of the job seeking process, as you both know, is as we all know, is hope, prayer, and searching for answers. Sometimes we never get them. How do you both feel we can integrate our spiritual and astral selves with finding our dream careers? I also challenge us to throw away the idea of a dream career because Mm. I was talking to this about with Val on our live last night on Instagram, how from year, from like kindergarten onwards, we're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're supposed to decide on a college major when you're 18 and pay how many hundreds of thousands of dollars for that major, maybe get a job associated with that. When you graduate, you don't even know if you like it before you're doing the job. And then you're like, well, I just spent all this money on it. Now I'm stuck here. And that's a really difficult cycle to be in. So I challenge us to rephrase the question is what do you want to do going forward? What do you want your next step to be? Not what do you want to be? We tie so much of our identities to our job title, which is why we feel so lost in the whole job searching process because we don't know who we are without our jobs. And I think it is so important to develop that sense of identity outside of a job title and a pay scale. And I think that's where we can really infuse some intuition, some manifestation, some spiritual practices, just to have a really solid understanding of self and to have a reflective practice of self and to take time out for ourselves when we need it, when we lose track of that. Um, for me, that has been embracing the magic into my work and talking about astrology with my clients. For me, that has been realizing that Val is the true astrology expert in my life. And how can I get her on board to talk to clients too? How can we kind of make this marriage of the two things that we're very naturally passionate about that's aligned with our gifts to kind of give that as a gift to somebody else that they can live in alignment to? And another question is to really start thinking about not so much what's the dream career and how do I get there, but what does my dream life look like? Big picture and the day-to-day. And I want us to write about that in our manifestations, to really think about how do we feel? How much gratitude do we have? Like, what are we stoked about? And then what's the job that's going to support us in getting there? Yes, it's interesting, Kay, because you bring up like the being made to pick some major pathway when you're 18 years old whatever what the hell do you know at 18 years old and it costs (laughs) so much money and we get stuck and that's definitely my my history is like okay I blindly picked this major okay I'm gonna do it because I'm 25k in the hole with a bachelor's level education and you know I'm good at it but it doesn't necessarily fulfill me but I definitely think uh kind of starting out day by day kind of it helps me to almost forget like my, it sounds weird, but it almost helps me to forget like my past for a moment and just be with myself, how I am and what I value today right now to kind of consider like, if I was just born right now as an adult, like what would I want to be doing? How would I want to be contributing to the world? And like, kind of forget about the shit in the past because that can, it can drag you down if you put too much weight on it. Um, And I think that really helps 
it helped me, especially with um, kind of taking on practicing astrology as a more um, fundamental part of my day-to-day -day life. Like, I don't want to just show up to work and go home. I like, that doesn't fulfill me. I want to implement this into my life. And gradually as time goes on, that balance will shift. Other things will shift and that's okay. But just like kind of just starting with where I'm at right now and moving forward is really helpful for me. That's kind I like of us that right a lot. now, Sean. Honestly, who would have thought that two Leos with two Libra <laughs> moons that are best? Yeah. Like I never would have thought, cause I was a musical theater major. Never mm -hmm. would have thought that I would be going into sales and having a podcast that is turning into an amazing business with my best friend. Like honestly never thought about that. And everything that we're like, the two of us are going through right now, like you're so aligned. Yeah. So aligned going into the next step of what we want to do with this business. Mm -hmm. It's true. Okay. Like you're right. We got to start now. We can't be thinking about the past. Like, okay, this is where we're at now. How can we continue? Like what we want to manifest now. Yeah. And the buck doesn't stop. You know, like when I was five, my first career goal was I wanted to be a marine biologist and then I wanted to be an oceanographer. And then I reached my prime and I wanted to be an archeologist because I saw the mummy and I dove into Egyptian mythology. And I, of course it's a huge, still a huge passion. I love Egyptian mythology. I love mythology. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pagan and been a pagan for a very long time. And that's a huge part of my life, but like the buck doesn't stop, you know, like you start a business but you can still do this thing. You can still do that thing. Courtney can still sing. I can still write, you know, it's, it's, we're, I feel like we're constantly developing creatures because we can't just focus on one thing. You know, there's just so, everybody has so many interests. I feel like you think about, you think about a person and you see like a whole bunch of different chords coming out of them. And all those things are different aspects of their personality, their past, their present, their future, who they are, who they were, who they want to be. We're just multidimensional beings. We can't just stop at a, at, at a one dream career. I just, it's, you know, it doesn't make sense. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Why did that remind me when you were do all the different chords of Vecna from stranger things? I literally like, <laughs> thought I was like, Oh yeah, yeah he didn't stop at one career. He didn't. No, and he's in so many different fucking dimensions. Ooh, the dimensions. I also wanted to be a marine biologist. Fun fact: that was an important, Ooh. an important career move for me at one point. Hell yeah! <laughs> you Love never it. know. You know, this is true. You never, you never know what can happen. Next question: As we all know, the days of the week are ruled by planets and planets rule certain aspects of our personalities. How do you both feel we can utilize the energies of all that is above in our work here below? Yeah. Um, planetary energies for the day, like Sean had mentioned earlier, she's got um, her Monday cup, her Tuesday cup, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday cup, color correspondence, um, energy correspondence. Um, and I guess to clarify, Monday is for the moon, Tuesday is for Mars, Wednesday is for Mercury, Thursday is for Jupiter, Friday is for Venus, Saturday is for Saturn, as you might have guessed, and then Sunday is the sun. Um, and I like to use those energies day to day as almost like not something that I'm putting forward like going out of my way to kind of be that energy, but I'm almost more receptive about it. Like I know that it's Tuesday and I'm expecting some hypey conversations potentially. I'm expecting maybe a little bit of confrontation or a little bit of action and somehow, some way, it doesn't always necessarily need to be negative, but like, I just know that that energy is infused into this day and there might just be like more propensity for that. Um, and I just like to use that as like the cornerstone from when I wake up to just know, okay, this is the day. And these are kind of the, um, the things that might come crossing my path. And it helps me prepare a little bit more and kind of keep my head on straight and kind of keep myself uh, grounded for whatever does happen throughout the day. Can you give an example about like, so today is Wednesday. What, mm -hmm. when you wake up, like, what do you think, or like, what can you expect? Maybe how the day is going or what to like, look forward to, or just be careful about? 
Yes, I'm so glad that um, we're doing this on a Wednesday. Is that on, on purpose? Because Mercury Day and communication kind and of, yeah. technology. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Sean, did you plan that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a great day for, um, so Mercury is the energy for communication. It's the energy for transferal of ideas. Um, it's not just outward communication, like speaking. It's also listening. Like we cannot forget to also listen. So just um, being being almost like the, um, the person that you can expect more conversations with people. You can expect more um, like transferal of ideas and um, enhanced communication. Like you can expect less um, miscommunication. You can expect less obstacles in the conversations. And it's just when you have that in your mind, you kind of go through the day in a smoother, with a smoother kind of expectation and outlook. Um, and that's kind of how I work with it. Like Venus on Friday is really easy for, especially for nine to fivers where like, it's the day of like pleasure. It's the day to like chill out, kick back and do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, and Venus is all about pleasure and beauty and what you value and what you want to be spending your time on. So that's another just brief example, but does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we love Witchy yeah. Wednesday. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yes. I have a budget meeting on Friday. (laughs) Oh, that's such a Venus topic. Venus topic. Yep. Money (laughs) flow. Money flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Small. What what do they say about Venus? Small wins, right? Small, small wins. And then uh, Jupiter made big wins. Venus. Yeah. Venus is like breezes, like breezes that are pleasant and things that kind of give you that um, like tingly feeling. And then mm-hmm. Jupiter is like, yeah, like bigger winds, winds of expanse, winds of like from other lands and things like that. Love it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's very appropriate. Wednesday budget or Friday budget meeting. Hell yeah. Well, now I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, look at it like that. <laughs> it helps. It helps to see like just change the view up a little bit. Yeah. Well, since we do have a lot of Leos in this room today, we want to take the opportunity to discuss the season with you both as a whole. Career-wise, I'm wondering how we can position the aspects of this season to land some new opportunities. And sidebar, Kaylin, do you want to drop your chart for us? Any part of your chart that you want to drop? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, Okay. It is almost Leo season. And as a Leo, I'm like jumping out of my pants, excited to shine. This is the time I always say that all I want for the people that I work with and the people that I know and love, including everyone in this podcast is to live your brightest life. And this is our time to do it. It is not selfish. It is self-care to put yourself first, to show up unapologetically, to like, let your light shine over every aspect of the horizon and just be you bitches. I'm so excited. And I'm also extra excited because we're coming off of this watery cancer season. And I honestly, I don't want to feel my feelings right now. I just want to have a good time and like, some shit up and celebrate all of our birthdays and spend time with the people that I love doing what I love most. And I think that that relates to careers. I think people are going to realize that their job, if it is not doing what they love most, that's going to be painfully obvious to them. I think people are going to recognize when their life is out of balance, when they see summertime fun happening and they have major FOMO because their job doesn't give them enough time, money, or flexibility to be a part of the summertime celebrations. And Mm -hmm. I think that also like towards the end of Leo season, as we approach Virgo season, we start to get a bit of that back to school vibe. So I think it's some people coming into the sense of empowerment of, oh, I want to go back to school and pursue this, or I want a new career path and I need to do these steps to do it. And I believe in myself enough to actually take the step that I need here and now. Hell yes, sister. Mic drop. And Kaylin, what is your chart? The most important piece of information. I'm a Leo son. Leo rising, a Libra moon, like somebody else in the room, my astro twin. Sean, you're my only astro twin I've ever met in my life that has the same exact placements there. Um, I also, yeah, it's wild. And I don't think it is at all a coincidence that we have found each other through Instagram, through mutual connections and how are all here now. Like that feels very aligned and meant to be. Um, I also have my Mars in Gemini. I've got Jupiter in Scorpio. Venus is in Libra as well next to my moon. I'm trying to think of what else. 
Oh, my Saturn is in Pisces. And then my North node is in Scorpio and my South node is in Taurus. So I'm in a node reversal right now. Um, Yeah. What about your mercurial sign? Oh, naturally. Definitely in Leo. Nice. Mine is in cancer. So I am kind of coming off of this cancer season, like sniffly. (laughs) Naturally. Oh my God. Val, how about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, let's see, I am a sun Libra, moon Sagittarius and rising Aquarius. So, um, and I also have Saturn right by my ascendant line. So Saturn is right in the first house for me. And it's very, very much like a upfront energy for me to access and for people to actually feel from me as well. Um, and if those of you are not familiar, Saturn is the planet for like um like almost like it's kind of people see it as a negative planet I love Saturn but it it really just it gives you like boundaries and knowing your limits and moving forward with security and um just having that foundation like so and it's also in its domicile in Aquarius so it's very happy happily situated in Aquarius for me in the first rising house um so that's a really prominent planet for me Another prominent one is um, Venus in the 10th for me, which is in Scorpio. And it gives me that pleasure in those Scorpionic kind of themes of like, I want to talk about the mystery. I want to talk about eternity. I want to talk about um, death, you know, like all of those things bring me a lot of joy. And um, what else is pretty prominent? I've got um, Mars and Cancer. So I really have that drive for wanting to nurture and take care of the people that I love. It's like very fiery in me. And um, Mercury is in Libra along with my son. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, I imagine we all have Pluto and Scorpio. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Jupiter and Virgo. Nice. So yeah. And I think we have some, we had, we had a little chart reading section, didn't we, planned? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh let's dive into that. Gosh. So yeah, I definitely, um, I pulled up a couple. So I have Sean and Courtney's charts overlaying each other right now. And mm. I mainly just noticed a couple of really interesting um, compatibilities with you two. Um, so I guess I wanted to kind of go with that. Uh, yeah. I have a few bullet points. So Outer ring, you can see, is Courtney. I typo there, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> outer ring is Courtney's natal chart, and Sean is on the inner ring. And so we have an interesting correspondence with um, the first house for Courtney overlaying Sean's sixth house. So let's see, Sean is the inner ring. So you can see that that number six, the sixth house right here, Courtney's first house is overlaying your sixth house and the sixth house is a work house like that's something that we look at look at in a career lens and it's nice for you guys as a compatibility as business partners because Mm -hmm. Courtney's first house of like how she moves through the world and how she presents is right over top of Sean's sixth house for work and that is like bringing your identity and who you are into the day-to-day things that you do and together, mm-hmm. that's a very compatible, um, just harmonious overlaying aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was one that stood out for me um, because Courtney, you're a rising Capricorn, right? Yes. So first house, sixth house correspondence is really nice for working together. Um, the other one that I had noted was um, Sean's Venus and Courtney's Mars are overlaying each other. They're conjunct within like five degrees. So we have Sean's Venus right here in Gemini and we have Courtney's Mars five degrees away in Gemini. And when we have Mars and Venus overlaying each other in in a pretty close conjunction of five degrees away from each other, we have um, really good connections with how we take action and what we see as being um, elements of pleasure. So you take a lot of action in those Gemini kinds of qualities, Courtney, of being like um, proactive about putting stuff together and putting it out there. Like those communication elements of Gemini running this podcast is a great example of that. Um, And then Dawn's got the Venus placement there where she takes a lot of joy in running the podcast and a lot of joy in writing up these 
kinds of episodes and these ideas and these questions. And you mentioned you're a writer and that's something that brings you a lot of love. And that makes a lot of sense for a Venus and Gemini person. So the fact that you guys both have Venus and Mars energy in Gemini is super helpful um, just for your collaboration in this effort. Cool. And then another thing I noticed was Sean's Jupiter conjunct Courtney's Venus. So we've got uh, Sean's Jupiter over here in, let's see, that's uh, Libra. And we've got Courtney's Venus in Libra as well. And they, again, are five degrees away from each other. So we've got, um, and this is in the third house, which is that house again of communication. In modern astrology, it's ruled by Gemini. So we've got like a mercurial kind of energy third house where you'll see success, Sean with Jupiter, success in those communication kind of factors, speaking and listening and writing and broadcasting. And mm -hmm. then uh, Courtney's got a lot of joy happening with in, in that area of life as well. So just pleasure and expanse in that um, kind of Libra way of like in its domicile, like Venus in its domicile in Libra, loving the, the harmony, loving, loving the, the merging of forces and loving like the uh, potentially like the justice, like you're got, you guys are bringing a lot to people that is very validating and very um, kind of calming and welcoming. And that's all very uh, Libran as well so those are just kind of my rattled off things that I noticed especially with this um, business venture that you're doing together you've got a lot of compatibility going for you this is dope that's awesome oh, oh my gosh yeah. thank so, you Val thank you of course. yeah it's so yeah. crazy like really like going like deep diving like into our charts to really because I'm there's so much I like honestly still don't understand but like you explaining it it like totally makes sense and like it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It is a lifelong thing too. Like you can never just sit here and assume that you know everything about astrology. That's how you know you're a bad astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like no stopping. <laughs> it's a lifelong thing. <laughs> That's what we always say about anything when it comes to spirituality. If you sit here and you proclaim to be a genius and you, that you know everything and that your word is law, you're not a good spiritualist. You know, I mean, don't ever don't trust anybody. Trust that does yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. We try, we try and really push that to our listeners because there's a lot of, as we've seen today, there's a lot of scammers out there. There are a lot of people that are trying to trick you and take your money and even, you know, take identifying information from you and do bad things mm -hmm. with it. So never trust somebody that tries to push spirituality on you. It's just right. It's not a mood. Don't it's not. Question. It never has been. Think about like the freaking crusades. <laughs> like, no, that's not pushing true. spirituality on people. <laughs> exactly. This has just been so cool and like so informational and like just so bright and makes I, I Sean, I feel like for the both of us and for everyone that's going to listen to this, this is just such the perfect way for the next chapter for everyone yes. and we seriously can't thank absolutely so much for joining us today and giving us your your magic and all your like brightness and beautiful like presence like this has just been like so freaking cool yeah mm -hmm. this is awesome thank you so much for having us we're literally honored and like all we want to do is to be able to dive into charts like we just did for both of you to help people realize how badass and awesome and capable they are for the next chapter or two and like it's a joy, a literal joy to be here with you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Please tell the people where they can find you and follow your journeys. Yes, for sure. So I can be found at, at AOK Resumes on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Although I don't spend much time on Twitter, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, but in the link in my bio is where you will find the link specifically to book your cosmic career coaching appointment. We officially launched, was it yesterday? Was it Monday? Mm -hmm. It's all a blur because it's yeah. so exciting, but we had somebody request to book an appointment before we even officially launched. So that's how, you know, this is going to be lit and to snag your spot for sure. So that's mm -hmm. how to book a cosmic career coaching appointment and how to find me Val. How do we find you? Yep. Um, so definitely available for, um, those cosmic career coaching sessions. I'm super pumped for it. Uh, that is well on Instagram. I am only on Instagram at starside astro. And uh, you can DM me with any questions. I am 
free as a bird and I am down to help. So definitely reach out and I'll be posting the link to book a session for cosmic career coaching soon in my bio. I got to do that like today. <laughs> uh, you two are seriously so badass. Like, thank you so much. Hell you yeah. Thanks so for having us. us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the four of us are just so aligned. Like, I love it. I mean, one so cool for mm-hmm. Val to like bring up our charts and talk yeah. about like how like compatible you and I are, which is like mm-hmm. so exciting. They just speak our language. Yeah, they really do. They're just they're both just so bright and beautiful and wonderful human beings and it was such a pleasure to speak to them and have them on the show and to hear like all of this amazing information that they know and they want to share with the world. And it was just great connecting. I had a blast. It was really fun. It's positive. It's so positive to turn your life around and do what you fucking want to do, but also mm-hmm. like bring astrology into it. Maybe that'll be yeah. your career path. And like, it's just so, uh... It, it makes me feel good where we're at and what the next chapter is. And just like for everyone, like, yeah, it can only get better from here. Yep. If you invest, if you do the work and you invest in yourself, please go check out Val and Kaylin, go check out their cosmic career coaching. It is live. You can book your session with them. We would suggest booking your session soon if you're going to do it because they will fill up fast. So get out there connect with these people, follow them on Instagram, please. Um, They just bring a world of joy into our lives. I love it when they show up on my feed. So yeah, check them out. Ah, So like, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode and you know, our last episodes and you know where to find us on the website and on the Apple and the Google podcast and the Instagram. And especially this week, be up to date with us on social media mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. are taking a week off. Sean's going on a little birthday vacay. And you know what? It's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a break, but you're really going to want to pay attention to the Instagram this week because we are dropping some information about future launches. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to pay attention because this one's going to be like probably the biggest thing we've done yet. So check it out. Yeah. Like for real though, you're going to die. You're going to die. Yep. Like you're just, you're <laughs> yeah. just gonna die. So, which is, we love you. As Sean always says, drink your water. Yeah. Take care of yourself. What are your plans? And uh, prioritize yourself. Yes. And we will see you in two weeks. Love ya.